a few days ago, Tommaso and I drove to Dievole. It is a wine resort in the Chianti area, not far from Siena, to meet Juliana Lopez Mai. She's an Argentinian chef and a cooking instructor. I've been knowing Juliana for three years now, as every September she brings with Locas por el Mundo a group of women from South America to Italy, to our studio. We spend a day together cooking up a storm and we have so much fun together. She is one of the most inspiring women I follow on Instagram. You should follow her as well. She is generous, she loves to share recipes, ideas and new discoveries. And most importantly, she loves to support people with her whole heart. After three years, we finally decided to sit and talk, and we chose Diebole for this. An enchanted place, a winery we ride for, and one of Juliana's favorite places in Tuscany. Before the new episode, let me thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing, reviewing, and trying the recipes. I know you're super busy, so if you do not want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcast, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start. Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer, and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside, and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now, through my cookbooks and my blog, juleskitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. Welcome to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 21. So, ciao Juliana, thank you so much for being here. We've been knowing each other for, I think, three years now, but this is the first time we are sitting and talking because we've always been cooking together. It's true. <laughs> so, can you please introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, my name is Juliana Lopez May. I'm a Argentinian cuoca mm-hmm. uh, that I love Italian food. I've been traveling f- uh, in Italy for quite a long time years and cooking with you for me is always a pleasure because I go there and I feel like in a movie, like in a dream, like in another uh, kind of reality. So. Oh, it's the same for me because uh, I have to tell you this, this is my mom's favorite class Aww. of the whole year because she doesn't speak English or Spanish, but mm-hmm. with you, you know, she speaks more than me when it's <laughs> she's in the class. She's explaining, you know, the last time how you can make dry figs I see. <laughs> or the salsa so. verde or everything. She loves to be in the kitchen. And of course, I love to be with you all, with the whole group. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, so you you introduce yourself as a cuoca, as yes. a, we'll say, home cook more than a chef or? Um, well, I used to be a chef. Mm-hmm. I work as a chef for more than 15 years. Mm. I've been traveling and cooking in normal restaurants. Um, But after a long time, I decided to be more um, like a normal cuoca Mm -hmm, or a mm -hmm. cocinera that come into your house and that give you the recipes that you can do it yourself. Mm. I love that kind of food, real food. Yes, which is basically what we like, what we are talking about in this podcast. Mm. Real food for real people. That is. Yeah. And have you always wanted to be a chef or to be involved in cooking in, the, in a kitchen? Always. To work with food? Always. Always. When um, I was 19, 
I get paid my first salary being a chef. Oh. I used to to cook with an Argentinian chef, really well known, mm -hmm. uh, called Francis Malman, and I work as a chef for more than nine years, mm -hmm. like traveling and being inside the kitchen in the restaurants and in the hard work. Uh, then I opened my own restaurant mm. for five years at the, in, in Tigre, mm. in, in Buenos Aires. After that, I opened another place, more, more like healthy cooking, mm -hmm. vegetarian, vegan, sort of uh, that kind of food for another five years. And then I have my first child and I, I decide to come to my house and work in my house, mm -hmm. uh, having my children there. So I start to make cooking books and uh, many, many things. And when my children get bigger, I start to m making different things, mm -hmm. but more in a small way. Mm -hmm. I work but by my own and I do everything my own, not because I don't want to be like a huge um, team, but because I love to be involved in each part yeah. of the creativity, creativity and process, the work yes. and the process and everything. So after my two childs were bigger, they go to school and I have more time. I open a studio a little bit more um, bigger than mm -hmm. yours, but the heart is the same. Mm -hmm. See, I do the cooking class. Uh, everything, the starter, the bread, the main ah. course, whatever, the dessert, and then like something for the cafe. And I feel that to make food for, for others, and if, if they are made with your own hands, mm. that is the perfect thing for me. Yeah. So yeah, so I started bigger and now I became smaller. Smaller, but more close to what you want to do, close to yourself. And your children, do they love cooking? They love cooking, I then, and one loves eating. It's like <laughs> I, I love uh, avocado. No, mm -hmm. let's have shrimp. Or uh, when we travel, uh, the biggest enjoy cooking, mm -hmm. enjoy going to markets and trying things. So maybe once we were near the sea, and I said, "I do want to try an, an oyster." Mm. Yes, why not? Of course. How old is? How old was it? It, it was like nine, ten. Oh, so brave. See, <laughs> the other one, it's Italian. He loves pizza, <laughs> <laughs> pasta, rice. <laughs> listo, basta, basta. See, but they are uh, different. Yes, it one happens. loves everything. The other one. Italian. Okay. That's it. <laughs> yes, an Italian DNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this podcast is about Italian cooking. Perfect. So, how much of Italian cooking can be found in the Argentinian cuisine? Lots. Lots of it. We have, I don't know exactly the percent, but we have um, lots of immigrants in mm -hmm. Argentina, uh, half Italian, half Spanish, mm. but... Um, our typical food is really Italian. Mm. For example, in my house, four days, we can have milanesa, coteletta, for mm -hmm. example. A pasta. A children love it. <laughs> si, si. Pasta, eh, melanzane. Mm -hmm. eh, we do, we, we feel that Italian food is our food as well. Mm -hmm. We make change some things. For example, one typical dish, Argentinian, Italian style, it's like a coteletta mm -hmm. of, of, of maiale or beef, whatever, 
pomodoro, mm -hmm. mozzarella, and parmesan ah. oven. It's like a pizza made yes. of a milanesa yeah. coteleta. Sí, sí, sí. So that is typical, <laughs> typical Argentinian meal. Yeah. Um, Sundays or Saturdays, we eat ravioli, mm -hmm. we made fresh pasta, uh, sometimes we do bread, uh, more like, not focaccia, the other one, like campo bread, like mm -hmm. more sourdough okay. bread. Yeah. Um, but we have a very good ice creams. Mm -hmm. and, and the sign said, typico, Helado italiano. <laughs> but this <laughs> is from Argentina. Argentina. And there are like fight. Mm. All the gelaterias. This is the best. No, this is Italian. No, this is the best Italian gelato ever. This is so we feel Italian. Yeah, yeah. We drink, no say, 10, mm. 12 coffee per day, for example. Wow. Let's talk, let's have a Cafecito. A cafecito. And we drink a cafe. Uh, let's meet, for example, or you take mate or you take a coffee. Mm -hmm. So if you want to see someone and you have like 10 minutes, coffee. you said, let's get a cafe. Tomemos ah. un cafe. And you have like, not ristretto, but a little bit more a cafecito. Uh, long. Cafecito. <laughs> I like this word. <laughs> <laughs> From now on, I'm going to say cafecito. Sí, sí. Tomamos un cafe, un cafecito. <laughs> and other, other uh, Italian dishes that have been like turned into local dishes, maybe changing some of the ingredients. Yes, yes. There is one. We called uh, berenjena en escabeche, mm -hmm. and it's a melanzane uh, boiled in water with vinegar, and then put it in a in a jar mm -hmm. with olive oil, uh, oregon, uh, paprika or chili, garlic, bay leaf, and it, it's like a say, escabeche. We call that, yeah. and it's always of berenjena, uh, me melanzane. melanzane, eggplants. Yes, yes. That is typical from ours. Let me think another one. Um, we have lots of fiambres, like uh, ham and cheese, uh, prosciutto, salami. Mm -hmm. We have, in the whole Argentina, we have a region called Córdoba, mm -hmm. where they're more Italian set up and make a community, and they do salami. Mm -hmm. Similar than Tuscany, we like fennel mm -hmm. or another seed like cumin and spices, and it's very famous. You go to Córdoba, you said, I want a salame of uh, Colonia Carolla, and there you have like really Italian style of salame oh, made, uh, homemade. So yeah, Interesting. So, the barbecue, that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's different. But... You know the Fiorentina, mm -hmm. Costelletta la Fiorentina? You dry the meat here. Yes. You made it dry, aged. Yes. Okay, we don't do that, mm -hmm. uh, but we have that kind of cut. Mm -hmm. We call it ojo de bife. Mm -hmm. You have the T-bone. Yes. In one side, there is the ribeye. And yes. the other one, it's the tenderloin. Yeah. So we have that, but separate. Mm -hmm. We have the ojo de bife, or so the ribeye, huge amount of peas all in the barbecue and then the, we have in the other side the tenderloin baked same ah. parrilla like chark or wood and we put it like that and we eat it a little bit different mm -hmm. you can choose the type of raw medium mm -hmm. overcooked whatever but the guy that makes the asado mm -hmm. 
it's like the bus. <laughs> so if you say it's okay, so it's okay. Men do the asado, women do the contorni. Mm -hmm. So okay. if you are in an um, Argentinian family, or Saturday or Sunday, asado. Always. For all, oh. always. And we ate so much quantity of meat, <laughs> you cannot imagine. For example, we said, uh, we are, for people, okay, two kilos of meat. It's like... Wow, you need you need that amount of, of of meat, and there are difference. You know, when we cook together, we have like the the turkey, mm -hmm. and then this year we have the mayale. The mayale, the pork, yes. And you cut it like thin, yes. And you serve it tem room temperature. Yes. In Argentina, you will kill <laughs> if someone. <laughs> no, no, we we eat hot, very hot. Sea. From the from the parrilla to the dish, the the guy the the mm -hmm. man in the family cut the beef, and you are not sitting in the table in that moment. Capito? <laughs> okay, no sé you have to be that. <laughs> you have to be in the table. You have yeah. to eat really hot, and you have to eat the way the parrillero wants okay. the guy. Okay. And you eat, for example, in one uh, asado, you can eat salami. Black pudding, mm -hmm. sweet bread, mm. the inside, uh -huh. the, the tripa, like tripa? a chinchulin, mm -hmm. and then the beef, two or three type of, of, of meat, for example, the tenderloin, the ribeye, and one uh, matambrito de cerdo, the mayale, mm -hmm. the, the thing, thing of the mm -hmm. mayale as well. So you can eat five or six different type of meat wow. one meat day. And this is once a week. Always. Wow, because we do something like this when we do the big barbecue with friends, for example. But in our family, it could be once a year. I know. No, <laughs> once no. a year. This is once a week, maybe wow. twice. Wow. Because if you have a birthday, mm -hmm. they invite you, you, say Friday, asado, and Sunday, obviously, asado, asado. with the family. <laughs> so maybe you can have it twice. Wow. So. And then women, so they take care of side dishes. Women's. Put the table, mm -hmm. Italian style, big okay. table, mm -hmm. very nice. Uh, maybe we use a little bit more wood plates mm -hmm. because of the meat. Mm -hmm. That is typical from, from nice. Argentina. Very nice, round mm -hmm. with like a, a place to put le, the blood. Mm -hmm. that doesn't ah, okay. split. To collect the blood, Same. yes. So this is, that, that is really typical. So women put the table and do the, the desserts and all the contorni. Mm -hmm. And the contorni maybe are simple. Mm -hmm. Pepperoni, uh, aubergines, green salad, uh, potato salad. Um, Argentinian people are more basic in vegetables. Mm -hmm. They don't do or eat so much as you eat. Because mm -hmm. your focus is the meat in that case. Yes. The vegetables are the contorno, the sí, side dish. Sí, yeah, sí, yeah, yeah. Sí. That's, that's interesting. So, which was the first time you tried Italian food in Italy? Because uh, in Argentina, probably, sí. always. Uh, well, I traveled to Italy when I worked with Francis, when I was really young, and it was a very nice trip. I traveled with a friend of mine, a chef also, mm -hmm. and we were in Rome, and I remember... Uh, 
pizza frita, like mm -hmm. a balloon, mm -hmm. with, with uh, the tomato sauce on top. And then I remember that I ate like a fish sliced in the plate and cooked in the plate in the oven, mm -hmm. and then with olive oil and capers on top, and it was so good. <laughs> I remember always that first like mm -hmm. a idea of the Italian food. And then, many, many years ago, I started to travel uh, more often, once or twice a year, and I'm so in love with this country mm. and the way that Italian cook and and most the generosos they mm. are, the mm. nice people I knew here. They open the door of the house ever. They show me how to cook, how to eat. I said that Italy is a place that you come here and you learn to eat. Mm. That's good. That's nice to hear. Mm. That's nice to hear. So every year you come to Tuscany and you bring a group of women from South America with um, Locas por el Mundo. Mm -hmm. uh, why in Tuscany and what do you like about Tuscany? Well, in five or six years ago, I came to Italy, to the center of Italy. I said to the heart of Italy mm -hmm. to learn about uh, in the region the cooking real food. Uh, my dream was to learn from a, from a nonna how mm -hmm. to bake pasta and how to grow vegetables, how to know about the, the cheese, the parmesan, the pecorino. So we came here, uh, we were four, four mm -hmm. women making my book about mm -hmm. Italy called Juliana in Italia. Mm. <laughs> so I came here and we have a, a car and we stop in many, many places. Um, and I enjoy a lot being organizing and knowing and learning about Italian food. And when I return, I finish making more uh, recipes in Buenos Aires and making the photos of the, of the book. And one year after that, um, Cynthia from Locas por el Mundo uh, contacted me and said, if we make like a trip to Tuscany to recreate a tiny uh, trip mm -hmm. of, the, of the book, and I said, yes, why not? Mm -hmm. And I said to think, where can I take women to see and to do like a, a mix in mm -hmm. Italy? Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, Rome, okay, two days. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you get like mad. <laughs> um, the north, I didn't went, so I don't know no one in the north of, of Italy. In the south, it's more like vacations mm -hmm. and it's... I don't know if he's going to work. So I said, let's go to Tuscany. Um, I feel that we are more Tuscany style mm -hmm. uh, people and we can organize the trip between cooking classes, markets, small, tiny places, green around, relaxed area. So we decide to come here and make like this type of organized, relaxed tour. Yeah. And thanks to this tour, we met. Yes. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Yeah. So thank you for coming here. Because you know, I've that got the chance to meet you. See, that's true. Yeah. For me, it's like a, I say it like a diamond, una mm. joya uh, to find you. And I really feel that your work is so positive in, that, mm. in, that, in this moment that 
women, young women don't care about mm -hmm. so many like cooking or preserving recipes uh, that are not longer made in, in the normal houses. So I'm really your fan. Uh, now I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily they don't see me. <laughs> and speaking out about this, you are a chef, a cocinero, sí. but also a teacher. Sí. So which are the most important characteristics of a cooking teacher? Uh, for me, uh, learning or teaching mm -hmm. uh, to the people is like being a, like being um, how do you say in the word in English uh, teaching how to be generosos with mm -hmm. the food generous with say, the food with, with the with, with, because to cook is like to be in uh, giving love to others caring about the others Showing how to be like more um, humanos, mm -hmm. uh, being more um, thinking about the other, being more in the position of others. It doesn't be. It doesn't matter what the dish is about. It doesn't matter what you want to cook. Why? Because because it's like opening your heart. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always saying. Maybe you don't have apricots. Use plums. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have plants. You do, no sé, apples, raspberry, whatever. But do this cake and invite people to your house. Yeah. That for me is the best thing about teaching the people mm -hmm. how to be more normal. Yes, <laughs> like food for everyone, sí. approachable, and not being a chef on a pedestal, sí. but sí. being sí. with people and sharing the food with them. Sí. I totally agree. And in my classes, maybe. It comes the nonna, mm -hmm. the mother, and the daughter. Oh, the nice. three generations yes. enjoying the same thing. That yeah. for me is the best. Yes, yes. So from the other perspective, if someone is learning, is learning to cook now, hmm. what is the most important advice you would give them? If you want to be like a chef, really renowned or has a very good work, I suggest to work with someone you admire mm -hmm. for years. Mm. Not for two months and leave, four months and leave. No, no, no. To be really like, to have a, ma uh, a maestro mm -hmm. and being a discípulo always. Learn everything about that person and be like the, the perfect uh, discípulo. Mm -hmm. And then when you feel that you don't need to learn more, then you do your mm -hmm. trip, your yes. camino. Yes. But for me... It was the best. Um, uh, the best thing is to have like these very important people to learn about everything and mm -hmm. the bad things also. Eh? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the best. Mm -hmm. And w travel around, try everything, learn how uh, different um, food is about. Lo eat local. Mm -hmm. Eat uh, in 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 stazione. Yeah, that is for me the most mm. important thing about food. And do you have a food hero, someone you learn everything from? Mm. Or more than a food hero? Let me think. Um, I used to, to have, and now it's a friend of mine, mm -hmm. Tessa. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that, like that Tessa, Tessa Kairos is the best um, 
how to say it in English this word, uh, like curadora about mm -hmm. the food, no? Mm -hmm. To speak about the food without uh, makeup, mm -hmm. no? And yes. I said, I want to learn more about this way to see the food. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about that, the way you see the food. I, I love too much um, Japanese, mm -hmm. Alice Waters. Mm -hmm. um, I enjoy a lot of um, Fabrizia Lanza from ah, Sicily. Yes. I really like uh, her work. Um, let me see. Uh, Kylie Kwong from, from Australia. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. It's Chinese. I don't really know Chinese food, but I love the way this kind of chefs speak about food. Mm -hmm. um, let me see. Bueno, lots. Mm -hmm. uh, but my type of food is like normal, mm. homemade food. Yes, that's your style. Sí. That's, that's great. So I have the last question. Mm. Which is your first food memory? When I was like four years old, I came from the kindergarten with a small, warm bread in my hand. Mm. That uh, was my, made so, by myself. No? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and that signed so, your life. But in yeah. my house, I'm, my grandmother was Germany, mm -hmm. and he came from the Second World mm -hmm. War uh, to Argentina. So we eat a lot of German food. Mm -hmm. and. I think that that was my uh, tree, mm -hmm. uh, how do you say, ah, yes. uh, it's in my blood. It's mm, in your DNA, see, yes. in my DNA. My grandmother carried in a boat for four months, uh, the colander to make spetzel, ah. the recipes, the, the knives. O sea, it's so important for us. We are four brothers, mm -hmm. two of us. We are chef. Oh, really? Yes. My brother oh. lives in L.A. He works oh. for a huge uh, hotel something. And my brother, my big brother, lives in New York. And my small sister is the best pastry chef you've ever seen. She's not a pastry wow. chef. But the four of us are always talking about food. What do you eat? What are you going to eat? Tomorrow, <laughs> I'm where are you going to eat? What do you buy? No, I buy, uh, do you want uh, some olive oil? Which kind? It's always uh, <laughs> yes, speaking about always. food. That's very Italian, yes. So, oh, yeah, that's great. It's in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so, so much for these little talks and finally sitting down and talking and knowing each other better. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Gracias. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share it with your friends. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!